0: Welcome to Closer to Venus. Our guest today is Brandy Van. She is a medium, a channel, and a starseed. Her work involves helping people who are grieving connect with their deceased loved ones with her mediumship readings. Today, we'll be talking about how consciousness transcends the physical form and going home to the spirit world. Brandy, welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks so
1: much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Excellent. So, Without further ado, when did you discover that you had these type of intuitive abilities?
1: So I knew at like age 10 or 12, I was playing around with the Ouija board and I figured something was happening. And then as I got a bit older, my grandma passed away. I was about 21 years old and we were all around her when she took her last breath. It was, of course, very sad. You're seeing her die. All my cousins were crying and I had this intuitive feeling to look above the bed So I had this strong pull to look above the bed. And what I saw was just the most amazing, strongest thing I've ever seen. It was all these extremely brilliant, magnificent colors. And I saw that with my physical eye. And then with my mind's eye, I was able to see her angels going in and out. They were greeting her and welcoming her to the spirit world. And I actually had to leave the room because it was so powerful. And it took me years to tell my cousins and family, what had happened because I was scared no one would believe me or they thought I would be crazy. But ever since then, I just knew I had an amazing ability and I just went on my spiritual journey from there. And it really gave me a different look at death. It was more peaceful and I knew she was okay and that I would see her again.
0: That's a pretty good introduction to the spirit world. Excellent. And an amazing experience. You saw angels. I'm tempted to ask if they had wings. What did they look like?
1: So they were more sparks of light, but I could feel with my intuition that that's what they were. So I don't remember seeing wings per se, but they were more like a figure and there was this light that was making that symbol of a figure.
0: How long did it take you to actually come out of the intuitive closet and tell people about your experiences?
1: Oh my gosh, it probably took like 15 years. It was a long time. Yeah. And then once I did tell them, I found out that I actually come from a line of psychics. So it wasn't like they weren't surprised, but nobody had ever talked about it before. So I was surprised to hear from my family that actually my great grandma was supposedly a witch. And so I had a long line of people with abilities that I was unaware of.
0: Okay. So once you came forward and told people, your family about your experiences, they said, okay, not surprised because, and then they told you about the line. Very, very cool. Any other experiences like this with the, how do I say, non-physical world?
1: Oh my gosh. So now that I do mediumship readings, it's every day. So I'm in the other realm every day of my life right now.
0: (laughs) Okay. You seem to be having a, a really good time with this, which is also very cool. Yes, love it. You're a medium and a channel, and I do think these two things tend to be kind of confusing for some folks, myself included. So what is the difference and what are the commonalities, the
1: similarities that they share? Sure. So mediumship is only speaking with deceased loved ones. So I can get messages of healing and comfort and some closure, hopefully, for someone. But it is the same as in channeling like a spirit guide or even someone from a different planet. So you're using that same process of how to channel, and then what comes through is the difference. So mediumship is a deceased loved one, but channeling another thing could be an entity like a spirit guide, an angel, an ascended master. So you can actually channel different types of entities that will give you different messages.
0: And speaking of different types of entities, because I've heard that, these type of entities can sometimes come through in either type of reading, although it's not always like that. But tell us about some of these entities. Maybe there are some that are non-human.
1: Sure. So I have never experienced anything that was evil or bad. Anything that has ever come through has been so like loving and compassionate and giving messages of healing. So I can't speak to anything that's like malicious or benevolent, anything like that. But anything that has come through first from a spirit guide or an angel has always been messages of just, it could be anything from giving you advice to giving somebody else advice in your life. And if you follow that advice and trust it, you'll see that amazing things can happen. So they're really there to help you on your journey here on the human planet.
0: Okay. But have you come across any entities that were not of this earth? Because... I noticed if you're a starseed, you probably have recognized certain places and certain types of beings that are not human. Am I right?
1: For sure. So first I'm clairvoyant, meaning I see images and symbols, or I'll also see like a home video or a photo album. But that usually is with my mediumship. So that's usually from a deceased loved one. But whenever I see something from like another planet or an entity, They're not really showing me themselves. I'm more seeing how you said, like I'm seeing a place. And the way I describe this place is if anyone's ever seen The Wizard of Oz, which is a very common movie, at the end where they're in the Emerald City, that's what I describe it as. So I'm seeing these huge crystals and they're just as tall as skyscrapers and I'm seeing them. They're very bright and I can feel their energy. And I also feel like they are disconnected from where we are right now. So I can feel that they are very far away. I don't feel as close to, let's say, the spirit world or a deceased loved one. I can feel like the distance. And when I do connect there, I also feel like they can go anywhere. So they can come to our planet. They can go to other planets. So I'm not getting really clear audience messages, which would mean they're coming through my mind. But I'm more seeing what the planet looks like, and what they're doing on that planet, that makes
0: sense. All right. Now, your experience with the non-physical world, beyond the veil, when we talk about deceased loved ones, does that give you any kind of insight into what it's like to cross over? Because I was told by one speaker, she had a near-death experience, and during that part of the experience, she said, whatever I thought of immediately appeared. When I thought of my mother, I saw my mom. When I thought of my sister, I saw my sister. When I thought of this place like a lake, I was there. And it seems to be consistent with once we cross over, we manifest just about anything we want. Any insight into that or is that neither here nor there?
1: Sure. So I don't even think that manifest is the right word. I would actually say that it's your vibration. So. In terms of how we are here on earth, we have time, we have places, distance, but in the spirit world, they don't have that. So they're, they actually move in, in terms of frequency and vibration. So if she's seeing that, it's not only that she's seeing it, but she's actually experiencing it and she's there with them. So it's not like a manifestation in terms of something you're creating with your mind. It's that her spirit was actually with that other spirit so if she was seeing her mother it wasn't just in her mind it was that her mother was actually there with her
0: is it fair to say that in this case she was creating a reality when she was having the nde in other words
1: absolutely and that's what the spirit world is all about so even whenever i do my mediumship readings somebody can say oh are they here with me And I say, they are here with you, but they can be anywhere. And how I describe it is like the sun. So if you have the sun and we're in China or we're in Canada or wherever we are, you can see the sun and those rays come down. And it's same with spirit. That's how they work. So they're almost like the sun in terms of energy. They can be in China. They could be here in the United States. They can be in multiple places at a time, just like the ball of energy, like the sun is.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about our deceased loved ones, because I think almost everyone on the planet at some point has to think, "Where did they go? Where did my friend go? Where did my mom go, and that type of thing. Do you believe that if we think of them, then they're automatically there. We can't see them, but they're aware of us. Is that true
1: I think absolutely, yeah, so the best way to communicate is through our consciousness. So if someone wants to talk to their loved one, I always say, don't talk to them out loud. Talk to them through your mind. That's their easiest way of communication. Really? And it's not to say that they're with us all the time, because if you pass over, you don't want to constantly be with somebody. I'm sure they have other better things to do, but they can be with you if you invite them in or ask them to come, but... Yeah, they're not going to be with you like 100% of the time, but they can absolutely hear your requests. You can ask them for signs to show that they're with you. So you can say something odd and specific, like send me a purple elephant with yellow polka dots. And then if that comes in your path, then you know it's not a coincidence. Like this is something so specific. I asked for this in my mind for my loved one to show me this. And then that's like their way of showing you that they're with them.
0: I didn't have the experience, but someone that came on the show recently was asking for proof. And he was basically saying, don't mess me around. I want to know whether this is real or not. I want to see a white butterfly. And looked around and waited for it. It never happened. And he was driving home. And a white butterfly just literally landed on his windshield. It would have been smashed normally.
1: And I do want to say, too, that it doesn't mean that your loved one is that white butterfly. It just means that they are able to use their energy to move that butterfly into your path. It doesn't mean that that object is your loved one.
0: Because we wouldn't want them smashed against the windshield, obviously. <laughs> but I wanted to ask about angels and spirit guides because I think there is some confusion about that as well. How are they different and how are they similar?
1: Sure. So angels can actually become a human. So there are actually human angels on earth and they're sent here from the spirit world to help other people. So they're usually people who are energy healers, light workers, a nurse, or someone who is doing like great work in the world to help someone. That's usually could be an angel. A spirit guide is someone who's helping each individual human help them on their, on their journey here on earth. So The earth journey is the hardest that there is. So when we're in the spirit world, we are determining when we want to come back down, who we want to come down with, what we want to experience while we're here. And because we're that lowest dense vibration of any other thing in the whole entire planet or universe, we need help with it. Because as you know, people suffer, whether it's physically, emotionally, and we need help with that. So your spirit guides are really here to help you along that journey And that's where your intuition comes in. So whenever you get that gut feeling, that's your spirit guide trying to give you advice and having you listen to them. And they're saying, hey, I can help you with this. So please listen. And the more that we listen and then act on that intuition, that advice that they're giving us, they ascend. So they want to help us and they want us to take that advice because the more that we do, the higher they're going to ascend in the spirit world.
0: That's Really interesting. I've never heard that before. So let me see if I understand this. The more we take their advice and we take in their messages, the higher they ascend on the spiritual ladder, as it were.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. So you shouldn't feel bad taking their advice. You shouldn't feel bad asking them for their advice. But if you don't take the advice, then it's kind of like you drop the ball, you know, so you do want to actually do what they say. And whenever you recognize it in your life, you also want to thank them because you want to say, like, hey, I recognize that you gave me this advice. I took it and look, it led me to my best path. And so thank you so much. So you always want to tell them, hey, I recognize this and thank you.
0: And these messages come in the form of intuition. A question that's going to come up a lot in that case is, how do we discern what are our own thoughts and what just kind of pops in? Or is that it? It just kind of just surfaces in our mind at that time.
1: Exactly. So it's that thought that pops in your mind and you're kind of like, wow, I'm like really awesome. How did this amazing thing just pop in my mind? Well, I hate to tell you, it might be your spirit guide. <laughs> it might not actually be your thought. Or it could also be a vision. It could be something um, yeah, that you hear. It could be even something that you feel or that you just know without knowing that you know it. So those are all your intuition. And the best way to say that is, have you ever been in an experience where your gut told you to do something, you didn't listen, and then later on you're like, oh, I knew it. I should have listened to my gut. That is like a clear sign of you didn't listen to your spirit guide.
0: <laughs> in many, many times, I think I speak for many of us, Ascended Masters, you mentioned that a few moments ago. Have you had experience of them? And if so, what was that like?
1: So the Ascended Masters, I can't really speak too much of. I know that I do speak with them. And I do feel like they're part of my spirit council in terms of they protect me and they're giving me advice. But I haven't had too much communication with them because for me, and I don't know if this is for everyone, But they almost keep themselves secretive. So I feel like I might be talking to them, but they're not like outright saying I'm an ascended master. But I do know that your ascended masters are people that are even higher up in the spirit world. So whether they were already living and they lived so many reincarnated lives and they've done so well that they are just so high up in the spirit world. I don't want to bring religion into it, but kind of like the Buddhist theory of you're becoming enlightened. And so those are your ascended masters. They're the ones that are closest or even maybe even made it to enlightenment.
0: That's a really good point because there are many people who will say Jesus is an ascended master, Buddha, and many, many others. And I remember one speaker brought that up and we talked about that for a bit. And she said, you know, Johnny, Jesus, yes, he's an ascended master, but he's not the only one that came down with a suitcase. There's Nanda, and there's Lord Babaji and which I don't know a whole lot about, but it does come up quite mm-hmm. a bit. So do you recognize them as being ascended because of an energy or vibration signature or how does that work?
1: Definitely by their energy. It's almost like this pure form of Absolute peace, absolute acceptance and love and compassion. So, I mean, they are just so non judgmental and A lot of times people think that when you die, you might get judged for your deeds that maybe you did incorrectly here on earth, but they're really about teaching you and looking at your perception in a different way. So you may have done this wrong, but in your next life, you're going to learn from that. Take it as a lesson. You're going to learn from it. And so instead of judging you and almost punishing you, they're saying, we accept this. Let's do better next time. They're almost like an, an amazing coach or cheerleader that's there to help you along in your next life.
0: I like that. And it also brings to mind when we talk about lessons learned, that have been told, we're here to learn. Has your experience given you any insight into what happens in between incarnations in terms of planning, sure. that type of thing?
1: So I did a past life regression therapy. And so that's when you go into a deep hypnosis and they actually take you back in time to a past life. And I think because I do have these abilities, it was much stronger for me, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it. I actually went to my past life, saw that, and then I went to the spirit world. And when I was in the spirit world, I literally could see my body was horizontal and my spirit guides were below me, lifting me up. And when I was in the spirit world, I felt so free and expansive and like I just couldn't connect with anyone or anything that I wanted to connect with. And that was my experience. But I also know that when you're in the spirit world, they almost say it's like a library. So it's like you're seeing your past life and you're seeing it in like books But you're not reading it. You're actually like experiencing it. So kind of like before how we were saying about if you manifest something, it's not that you're seeing it. You're actually creating it. You're living that experience in that moment again. So you're seeing it through a different perspective. So then when your next life comes, you can learn from that experience. So then once you go to that library, now you're going into like a classroom. So you're actually getting taught by the ascended masters to say, hey, this is what happened. And this is where we want you to be. But then when we come back to our human life, it's amnesia, and we forget everything that we just learned. So it's all a matter of listening to your intuition, listening to your spirit guides, because we don't have the memory of what we just learned in the spirit world, but the spirit guides do. So that's why they want us to listen, too, because we just put that all in place. We just don't remember that we did.
0: Okay. So I believe what you just described is what Dr. Michael Newton wrote about in his books. Life Between Lives, where we go and make soul contracts, soul agreements with the soul family. As weird as this might sound, I've been told multiple times, it's like casting a movie. We have roles. It's really quite amazing that every time someone brings us up that has experience, the details might differ slightly, but the mechanics are almost identical. Think about that. We choose our parents. Seriously? Seriously? But the way it's explained to me is always, you may not get the parents you want, but you get the parents you need. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And also things are planned and they're not always good, but it's supposedly because that group needs certain things to happen. so certain members, certain people learn lessons so everyone can ascend, speaking of ascension. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you find pretty much the same experience.
1: I've been told that in my past lives that my grandma in this life was my sister. So I feel like your wife or husband could have been your brother or sister, which is so odd and to think about, but um, they don't always come back as the same relationship because if they did, you wouldn't learn. You wouldn't be able to ascend because you'd basically be living that same life over again. So even though you have these same soul contracts, the relationships are different.
0: You had a past life regression and you noticed that your grandma was your sister in a past life. Did you actually see her in that vision or in that that experience?
1: I did. Yeah. Of course, as they say that we're all reliving like a trauma or something like that in a past life. And that's what we're learning from. So in my past life, my grandma, who was now my sister, I was about maybe 15 years older than her. So I was like 19 and she was four. And I raised her because something happened to my family, my parents, they passed away and then I raised her. So yeah, it was very interesting.
0: So you have a role reversal. You were the elder in that life. And obviously she came back as your grandma. Incredible. So another question that comes up is for those who are fortunate enough to be able to see beyond the veil and experience the spirit world, as woo-woo as that might sound to some folks, what do they look like, like your grandmother or whoever you saw?
1: Sure. So when I can connect with a deceased loved one, they actually always come to me as their healthiest, best self. So they might have died at 89 and they were hunched over and wrinkly. But whenever they showed themselves to me, I'm seeing them at their highest, their prime of how how their best part of their lives were. So sometimes they can come to me almost as a child because maybe their youth was the best time they've had. And other times it could be in their 20s. But I do get like a photo of them of how they were when they passed. So I do see that as well. But then it's almost like when I'm giving the reading, I'm seeing them in different phases of their lives, so I am seeing them at different ways that they looked during their life.
0: Which is also consistent with many, many accounts. When you see them, they're all like around 30, and they look their best, and like you say, in their prime, and you recognize them, even though you might have never seen them in their prime.
1: Absolutely. True? and. Basically, 100% of people I do readings for, I've never known these people. So whenever I describe them to them, it's interesting to hear their reaction because they're like, oh, that is what they used to look like. So it's not what they look like when they, that could be like a memory they had or whenever they remember when they were younger. But it's never someone I've actually met. So I wouldn't know what they look like anyway.
0: Can you give us a brief description of what a mediumship reading is like for the sitter? In other words. And what kind of things, like how do you prepare and that type of thing?
1: Absolutely. So how to prepare is I always tell them at least 48 hours before that they want to start thinking of their loved one. Really invite them to come to the reading, give them permission to bring their energy in. I, I tell them to start thinking of memories so that they can bring that energy in. I also want them to make sure that they are bringing in happy vibe. So even if they're grieving, I tell them to try to look past the grieving if they can and because we really want it to be about healing. And if they're grieving, it's almost like a brick wall and I can't get through it to get to the message on the other side. So I really need them to start thinking positively and of the best memories they had with that person. But once they can do that, At the reading, I tell them exactly how it works, how I'm hearing it, seeing it, so that they're not, like, thinking, how is this happening? And then we go right into the reading, and I usually give evidence so that they can validate, yes, this is my loved one. And then it usually goes into how that person passed or what they want them to know. So, really, messages that... Maybe someone has guilt or some shame on maybe they weren't there when that person passed. And so I always get those messages of like, don't have guilt, don't have any shame for not being there. So it's always very uplifting, I feel like.
0: Okay. When you enter this realm, have you had experiences with spirits or beings that have not yet crossed over?
1: No. Nope. They've always crossed over. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually did have like one or two I actually forgot about that. A lot of times I'll forget the reading because it's not my consciousness. It's the spirits coming into my consciousness, so I forget. But now that you brought that up, it did trigger something. So one woman had accidentally overdosed. And she was so like upset that she hurt her family and she was upset at her decisions to get her there. And I really had to, again, in my mind, tell her that it was okay and try to explain those Ascended Masters to her. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to punish you. They're going to look at it with acceptance. And then, hey, this is what you need to learn for your next life so that she could pass. I think she was so afraid of that judgment that she was afraid she would get somehow punished if she passed over.
0: This one particular woman, did she just pass recently or was it hard to say? No, it was
1: like, I think it was like 10 years prior and she was still just holding on to that guilt.
0: Right. That's one of the things that I think is kind of upsetting when I hear about that. There are souls that did not cross over and I thought, so how do we help them? I'm not saying there's an easy answer to that. Probably isn't, but it'd be great if everybody crossed over. It's always been something that comes up a lot. Some mediums will say... Everyone crosses over and others will say, no, not necessarily. Some need help. And they do apparently encounter them in a reading and can actually help them cross over.
1: Yeah, there's so many different types of psychics and mediums. So I don't feel like I would be qualified to do that. But there are certainly mediums out there that could do that. But yeah, everyone just has a different ability. And I don't really feel like I have that ability. I was more just encouraging her. There wasn't like a process in place that I was trying to get her to cross.
0: Right. And maybe certain beings come to you because of your vibration and maybe other beings gravitate towards other mediums that might be able to help them. I don't like to speculate, but when we talk about vibrations and like vibrations, I think that's bound to come up again. So, Mm. all right, let's talk about you being a starseed. How did you discover that?
1: So I had no idea even what one was. I had a reading myself and they told me I was a starseed. And then I was like, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that is. So apparently a starseed is someone who comes from a different planet who's never been a human before. And we're being seeded into this civilization. So we are here to help heal and expand the Earth so that we can uplift the planet's vibration and what they were telling me really made sense because starseeds they're not used to this human body and they're used to being this free consciousness and without this body that consumed in so they were like, you might have low temperature, which I always do. I'm always like 10 degrees below the normal 98.6. They say I'm like the, the misdiagnosis or the mystery diagnosis. I've always done that. I've had like Scarlet's fever. I've had things that were from 100 years ago. I've always had these weird diagnoses that all the doctors are like, how are you having
0: this? Did you ever have something like diphtheria or...
1: No, I never had anything like that. I think I had, I had shingles when I was like 10 years old and they said that usually old people get that. I had Fifth's disease, which was like, I don't know, from the 1800s or something. So I've had all these like weird things whenever I was younger and even as I get older that that's apparently something that starseeds get because we're just not used to being a human. But yeah, I really had no idea about it until I learned from this reader. Then there's like almost like 20 different types of starseeds, if not more. So I'm actually an Arcturian starseed is what I mostly think that I am because I'm empathic. I have... A lot of like sensitivities to the world, and I'm really drawn to the sky. So you can look up like if you think you're a star seed, then you could look up the types and then see like kind of which one you are based on your traits. So that's what I think I am. I don't know for sure.
0: That's going to be very hard to be sure about anything like that. But I've also yeah. heard people say that we're all star seeds because no one is apparently just solely from Earth or from. Can't say all over the world, all over the galaxy. I guess, right?
1: I don't think we're all star seeds because I can do readings and because I connect with spirit guides and everything. Like I feel like there's so much more than just star seeds. So would almost be lumping everybody into one bucket. And I feel like there's so many buckets. So sure, some of us are star seeds, but I don't believe that all of us are.
0: Okay, all right. I'm sure that's a question that will take a long time to really get a conclusive answer. Maybe we're not supposed to get a conclusive answer anyway, True, right? yeah. Okay. You've had an awful lot of experiences. What are some of the main takeaways from your experiences that you've learned?
1: My main experiences that I could give someone is if anyone is fearful or if you're afraid of the unknown, I really think it's in your mind. So you can decide if something is fearful or not. If every spirit that came to you was like trying to scare you, that means there would be no good spirits. It might be scary to you because you don't know what it is, but it could be like your grandma or your guardian angel coming to say hi. So I feel like don't naturally have your first instinct be fear. I do feel like it's always something beautiful that comes through. And that would be like the main message I would like to give, I think. Okay.
0: So you believe that we all go home to the spirit world.
1: Yeah, we all go to the spirit world until we go somewhere else. But yeah, that's like our home base, if you want to call it that. So we all go back to the spirit world before we decide if we're going back to a different planet or before we're coming back to be a human. So that's always like our home base before we go somewhere else.
0: So in my next life, can I ask not to come back to Florida because I don't like the governor? I'm sorry, I had to bring that up. (laughs) Seriously, though, based on your experience, when we're in that space, do we have the presence of mind to say, I'm not going back to Earth. I want to go to planet Zadar so I can hang out with David Bowie and, and all the other rock stars that died so I can have some fun. Or is it more like, you no, know, you should really pick something that's going to teach you what you need to know.
1: That's what it is. So you absolutely have the choice. But the longer you wait the longer it will take you to ascend and that's really the goal you want to ascend like we were saying time isn't really existent on the other side so what could be five minutes here could be like a thousand years there so if you wait a thousand years i'm putting that in quotes because again like they don't really have time but the longer that you wait then it's going to take longer to ascend if you can get to that peaceful place quicker why would you want to wait so I could see someone wanting to wait, but I wouldn't wait forever because then you're not going to be much more ascended. And then it's also about what you want to come back to as a human. So you could decide to be disabled and in a wheelchair. You could decide to be someone who has a lot of hardships and you're homeless because the harder our struggles are here and you get through them, then the more ascended you're going to get in the next lifetime. Or you could choose like an easy life, which I feel like I have right now. Like, I feel like I had a good education. I had a good childhood. Like I'm just kind of breezing through and I'm probably not going to ascend very much. I don't know if I really learned too much. I don't have much of bad things that happened in my life. So maybe I chose to have an easy life this time just to kind of have a fun one. And then next time I'll probably have to have a harder life to try to ascend.
0: Or maybe, maybe you've already been through that, that whole lot of the struggle, and you might get to the point where you're basically told this is going to be your last incarnation. The reason I bring that up, and we'll end on this note, the Long Island medium in one of her books, It's I can't remember the title, but it's one where she has a blue dress on. It's brilliant stuff. And she basically says, I've come to know this is going to be my last incarnation. I think we can all assume she's the real thing so maybe you're ready to ascend we're never going to really know but is that a possibility that might all be behind you
1: it's a possibility but i don't think it is (laughs) Okay.
0: okay well you seem to be very adventurous and you've got a great attitude and you've got some great experiences that you shared with us today very very cool anything else that we should know
1: if anyone wants to check me out, you can always go to my website, www.brandyvan.com. And that's Brandy with an I.
0: Brandy, thanks again for joining us today. We will put your info in the show notes and the transcript. You've been listening to Closer to Venus. i Johnny Burke. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing. For more info, go to closertovenus.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.